0: for tuning in to ran out of talent thank you very much we got joe jr as the host i don't know who's the guest but this is my ran out of talent track So you thought you ran out of talent when you came back to the track Every time that you thought you had a chance at TQ But every time, you just missed it by a little bit The point is that you took the time to come back to the track Every single time to nip at TQ You didn't run out of talent, man Keep going, pushing, grind, focus, ready to go Put the car on the track every time that it's your turn, okay? I see that, I know that Everybody sees that in you So take that time to push Just a little more Just a little more Then that next time You're gonna step in the ring And take TQ Nobody's gonna stand in your way No way You here to play? No, you here to lay down Some God laughs on the track You got it all figured out All set up We all watch you Do what you do, man That's the point of coming back To the track every single weekend Besides the fact that you're here to see A bunch of friends Or acquaintances it depends which way that coin flips but it's about you man you always taking that time putting it work on the grind on the track getting dropped off picked up drive yourself whoever we talking you're just doing your thing push a little harder dig a little deeper sometimes people get ca- caught up with different brands nah man so many people dibble dabble with different brands And different motors, different EFCs But it just comes down to you Being one with your car Making sure it's got grip in every aspect Pulling throttles at certain points Hitting brakes when you should, when you shouldn't Hitting drag brakes So many different things freeze up the car Talk about the bearings Just your bearings can cause so much drag Going down the back straight Can't even cause problems Looking for that high corner speed Well, thank you for tuning in to Ran Outta Talent. Never think that you ran out of talent. We're just glad that you came. Thanks for tuning in Ran Ran Outta Talent. Have a good night, folks. Have a good night. Hope to see you at a track soon. All right, all right.
1: Alright, welcome to another episode of Ran Out of Talent, and that fresh intro was made by Brad, the Sandman Sadvig. Joey Fitzsimmons has not heard it yet because, well, my um, recording equipment is pretty rigged up right now. <laughs> and even if I played it for him, he will not be able to hear it, so he'll have to listen to the recording when it comes out. how's it going going today joey it's
2: going pretty good yeah just chilling here just got off of work sitting here scratching my cat yep to all the the listeners i probably can hear him purring in the background
1: yeah i got off work about an hour ago freaking our ac went out a couple days ago oh no yeah so we've been doing what we can to move air um beth won't let me rip it apart which she's probably right but maybe not (laughs) <laughs> the most she'd let me do was uh, replace the bus fuses and kind of uh, spray the motor out with motor cleaner and wrap on it a little bit. And, mm-hmm. Yeah, because what's happening is we turn it on and the motor just buzzes. So I'm guessing it's an old brushed motor, so the brushes or the com are probably gone, and whatever. Mm-hmm. So... But it's still nice and cool in my basement, and that's where I record this thing. In okay. the studio, I've been working on it's still not ready for video yet, but it will be soon. Uh, what are you thinking? I don't know. Beth is gonna paint the wall, and she's gonna do the logo and all that stuff. And when she does that, um, I'll figure that out. So anyway, we got no um, sponsors this week, so how about we head into Moto Sheets, huh?
2: Yeah,
1: hell yeah. Well, the only one that really raced this weekend, it seemed to be, was the MNRC. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, man, Loose Nuts, it was a great time. You know, it was that one in every five years to where we didn't care. Well, rain that would delay us. We got, mm-hmm. like, sprinkles on Saturday night, but that was nothing.
2: We got sprinkles on uh was it saturday afternoon i think
1: yeah saturday afternoon saturday night
2: yeah i was on the driver's stand when it was sprinkling
1: yeah and it (laughs) really didn't change much Mm -mm. so i was super happy about that because you know loose nuts is one of those tracks if you let it develop it turns into something awesome but you know we always get rain on one of the days like last year Last year, we had to cut Sunday off because it was like a 100% chance it was going to rain all day Sunday, and we had to make it a one day program. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, it was a great time this weekend. Um, I got to run my 5T afterwards. Tony Slenton drove it, the Hins boys. drove it for a couple laps. Alec drove it for about a half lap before it broke. And they ain't really. It would have broken regardless. Uh, a shock bottom pulled out. So that's no big deal. I got one on the way. It's gonna be ready to roll for this weekend. Uh, Hell yeah! I'm excited to finally race that damn thing. But we'll get into that thing that soon. Um, but yeah, man. Not enough can be said about the Loose Nuts crew and the track they built. We we're talking about it. Um, that track had a little bit of. Everything you had your high speed big jumps that really technical middle section uh, really cool like whoop section into a double I it was a double whoop section double what did you think of the track?
2: I thought it was really it actually was really good it was a re- really fun hard to drive track because you had you had to be good in every section to be able to go fast yeah. I feel like myself, I excel at the more high-speed tracks, the more bigger tracks, per se, like Sean's or uh, Rick's. Yep. Um, but, yeah, like you said, you had a little bit of everything. There was a technical left side. It was a double to a – what would you say? A roller double to, a, to to the back triple? Yeah. And then after that, it was a five-pack, so it was, like, high-speed and then, like – bam, throw on the brakes, go over these rollers, a little bit of throttle into some off cambers.
1: Yep, I, I enjoyed yeah. it. Uh, the the five-pack, I would call it more of a wagon wheel because you weren't really, you know, jumping it. You were keeping your car on the ground.
2: Right.
1: Hmm. Holy crap, this is unrelated, but I know a lot of racers use Jewel products. They have been banned by the FDA. Really? Yep.
2: Why did they do that?
1: Because it's worse for you than smoking cigarettes. True. (laughs) true. I don't know, man. But, um, yeah, it was a great time. Um, Big thanks to Joe Scaramel and Empire Insurance for sponsoring the race and doing the raffle.
2: Yeah, he raffled off some uh, some stuff from J Concepts, some stuff from AKA. I saw some, uh, what was it, Sticky Kicks? Uh, I don't remember. Sticky uh, Kicks wrenches? Yeah.
1: Sean Van, some wrenches. Yeah, Sean Van Dalen did some of his motor service stuff. Um, 510 gave away some stuff. Every uh, Thunder Road gave away a deal. I mean, everybody gave... Everybody in the Minnesota R C community gave something.
2: And I think the coolest the coolest thing that probably was raffled off was that little bevy bar I got.
1: Yeah. Oh yeah, that's that right. Little, you got that thing.
2: I did, yeah. That is yeah, cool. Yeah, it actually um like his wife said, it was a little bit of good karma because I myself am a part of the Empire race team. Yeah. Um so for Referring so many people to his company, mm-hmm. he gave back some head heaters. Yep. Uh, to his team guys. Right, right. So I got, I got a cover and an element. Nice. Well, my raffle ticket was drawn for another cover and element. And I'm like, well, I already have one, so here, I'll, I'll give it back to you. Redraw for somebody else. Yeah. So redrew and gave it to somebody else. Well, here comes the bevy bar and. They drew my ticket.
1: Yep. The funniest shit ever was uh Jeremy Simpson winning the free service from Sean Van Dalen and him screaming, Yeah and immediately he ran that coupon over to Sean because Sean was already working on his motors.
2: Yep. He had a motor sitting right in there with uh Sean as they were doing that raffle.
1: Yeah, that was awesome. So, anyway, um, yeah, big thanks to Joe and Empire and their whole group, and big thanks to everybody who sponsored that. And, you know, it was it was really nice of everybody. Yeah, a nice little, you know, the whole weekend seemed lighter and more fun. At least to me it did. I don't know about anybody else, but I really enjoyed it.
2: Yeah, I enjoyed it a lot, too. It was a lot of fun. Well, a lot
1: of races. I mean, mine
2: is... I mean, minus uh, being really hot. <laughs>
1: yeah, exactly. I I always enjoy races, but there always feels like there's a little bit of a little bit more weight that there should be. If that makes any sense. But there Kinda, was yeah. there was no weight. It was fun. People were happy. Well, the people I talked to were happy. I don't. Know. I ain't talked to everybody, but yeah. Anyway, um, I want
2: to give a give a quick shout out to to yourself, uh, Mason Burke. What, what what happened there? Why did he end Why did you end up driving your car?
1: Well, let's start out with um, Moto Sheets here, and we'll start with four wheel drive sportsman. Mason Burke took your TQ and win with my nitro buggy. Brad Olsen second, and Joe three third. So what happened was they're doing their warm up laps, and all of a sudden I see Mason ripped um uh, an axle out of a knuckle or something like that his wheel was off and his whole hub and his he broke plastic mm-hmm. and his dad goes we're done i'm like no you know because i mean my car i was done racing for the day you know what i mean mm-hmm. so it's like but my car was still sitting there but with no tires but you know it's like let's take the tires off your car put them on my car let's get them going mason never drove a nitro before so and my car was cold cold because there was no time to put a head heater on it or anything like that Mm -hmm. so it took a second for mason to keep it rolling but once he kept it rolling he got off took him a few laps to get the hang of it but once he got the hang of it man he was a happy kid Mm -hmm. but what sucked was uh the set screw in the rear out drive came loose
2: oh is that what happened
1: yeah so that tells me i need one new Loctite because your Loctite does go bad after a little while. And two, I forgot to put my x-ray set screws in there. So because if you look at most set screws, they come to like a little point almost. Well, x-rays is a big flat surface and that's what I like to use and stuff like that. And I forgot to put one
2: in. I was gonna say, me and uh, Clayton told me to uh, Dremel down that set screw so flat.
1: Yeah, well, you can buy them flat too. Um, I I I, I believe, yeah, I believe Mugen makes flat ones too. Really? Yeah. So anyway, but yeah, man, I was just happy to help a kid out. You can't. I mean, you you gotta have the kids race, Mm
2: -hmm.
1: and you gotta get a kid hooked on nitro.
2: <laughs> That's a good way to do it.
1: Yeah. Yeah, but Joe, but the thing is, though, um, another thing, though, Joe 3 and Nate Adock and battled like crazy for the last spot on the podium. They were two tenths apart. They were. Yeah, it's a good race. So, yeah, no, I'm just pumped to help a kid. Um, how about let's hit 40 plus nitro next?
0: Mm hmm.
1: Um, uh, winner of that, oh, I felt so bad for, uh, Stefan, but winner of that was Sean Van Dalen. Second was Joe Scaramel and third was James. Is it Galipsy or Galipsy? Gillespie. Gillespie. Yes. James Gillespie. Now I was pitting for Stefan and towards the end of the race, like a minute left he was upside down he was in third he was upside down for forever and he flamed out and mm-hmm. i couldn't get his truck going because um he didn't have the back set correctly on the starter box and i didn't know how to use it okay so i couldn't get him going again so stefan ended up in fourth but it was um yeah man he stefan's got that truck working well I actually made a TikTok video of me uh, pitting him. I seen that. What's funny is, we'll talk about that in a minute. Let's finish this moto sheet here. Uh, A-scale Nitro Buggy. Uh, Seth Van Dalen won, won that one. Kyle Holmberg second. Tony Slutton third. And then E-Buggy. Seth won that. Alan Smith second. and Kyle Holmberg third. Uh, with Nitro Buggy, James Dolan actually uh tq'd that one but broke out or flamed out or something
2: uh i think he broke out
1: yeah yeah so yeah bummer but hey man james is getting good so so yeah that concludes moto sheets because you know i'm not sure i don't think any big races happened a lot of places around us didn't race so, so what I did want to talk about is uh, I did start a TikTok channel, and I don't understand algorithms, Joey.
2: Algorithms? What are you talking about? Well, that
1: video I made pitting Stefan is pretty cool, but it it's is. It, it's not my best video. It doesn't have many views, but it's my most viewed video at, like, 2,200. And, hold on, let me turn this down. But the reason being is I didn't pick music, but it picked music for me, which is weird. Um, But it picked, like, something. I think it has something to do with the music I picked. I mean the video of me breaking the case for my GoPro only has 11 views. <laughs>
2: mm-hmm.
1: Uh but yeah, check it out on TikTok, Joe Junior Racing. Oh man, I fought it for a long time. I'm like, "Oh, it's a Chinese app. They're going to you know, they're getting into your phone. Yeah, dude, <sighs> they're already in your phone. They're already in your life. You mm-hmm. might not like it, but every time you hit accept on terms and conditions, not only are the companies harvesting your info, so are other countries. So right. yeah, yeah, man. Do you know? I you have a TikTok channel. Do you know why anything gets views?
2: Why they get views? Yeah, I couldn't tell you. It just depends on what the other or what the people are watching. Because if they're watching, like for say, my channel. It has the mass majority of racing stuff. Yeah. So if a lot of people are into the racing stuff, the TikTok will kinda of sort that through and it'll pop up on people's pages.
1: Gotcha. I I just noticed um uh, a lot of uh a lot of um RC guys have big videos like Tim Smith has one at like three point three million. Mm hmm. So anyways, uh, really quick, if you want a Ran Out of Talent t-shirt, go to uh, pwrmerch.com and search Ran Out of Talent in the search bar. You can also get your MNRC gear, your MMR, whatever gear, your paintworks, whatever gear you like, get it at pwrmerch.com. So, um, yeah, I got a few notes here besides... So uh Beth got me that GoPro. I don't know if you saw that. But she got she, she got me the Hero 10. Um she she's she's been going a little nuts shopping for me lately. <laughs> I, I don't know why, man, but I like it. Um <laughs> uh, yeah, it's I, I don't know, it's kind of fun to create content. Like I create the content that I would want to see, and we'll see what, uh, the, like, the start of that Nitro Buggy A-Main. Mm-hmm. I did not time that song at all to this. It just worked out that way. Mm-hmm. So, anyway. um, But, yeah, the GoPro, and I'm going to f- figure out a way to really mount it into the fifth scale and hopefully get a full race in. So, yeah. Um, Muscatine, uh, the track in Muscatine, Iowa, Star Hobbies and Island Speedway. They expanded their carpet track, dude.
2: Is it bigger now?
1: Oh, so what they did was they took down the um, barrier wall in between the on-road and off-road track. And they made one massive track, dude. It's awesome.
2: What's that track called?
1: Uh... It's. This is a frustrating thing, Joey. Uh, look up Island Speedway Off-Road. They also have a Facebook page for Island Speedway On-Road. They also have a Facebook page for Island Speedway Oval. They also have a Facebook page for the hobby shop, Star Hobbies and Collectibles. Okay. But I love that place. It's like a home away from home. Um,
2: Although you only go there once a year?
1: i'm gonna go there more are you yeah i really am just because dude the place is the place is pretty damn baller now
2: so it is quite
1: bad yeah it's way bigger now isn't it? i mean it's it's they got a
2: wall ride in there they got a
1: couple they to expand it though they had to take down um two of their wall rides or, no, it was one really long wall ride. That's what it was. That was an SOB. It was one really long wall ride. It was an SOB, but in a fun way. It was one really long wall ride that you had to hold your line or you were losing several tents. And mm-hmm. you, you had to be close to the dot that was in the middle of the long wall ride. And, you know, if you touch a dot, you were screwed. But, but yeah, man, I'm... Uh, I'm excited for that one, uh, like you know, this winter I'm gonna be carpet and turf, so mm-hmm. I'll uh, have a little bit extra time and money to go down there. Um, RCGP raced in Italy. You know, I ain't not really look at any of the results. Have you? I haven't. I know that Juan Carlos Canas won around. So that's pretty damn cool um that somebody finally beat Angaro
2: Yeah I heard I heard somebody did but didn't hear who it was
1: Yeah it's Juan Carlos Canas um I'm going to look up their Facebook page right now Keenan's been making video and content and dude it, it looked really really rad It did dude, 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 dude. It just says, so round four podium, so that would be your Sunday, is, uh, ooh, that's interesting. So Juan Carlos Canas, one Sunday, David Angaro, second, and Leonardo Volante, third. So what happens there is S-Works now takes a manufacturer point lead, Team Associated, second, and Mayako, third. Um... Yeah, man. I'm trying to look at round three because that can't be right. No way. Hold on. Sorry. I'm looking at, round. try and look at, okay, round three. Yep. So David Ungaro won round three. So, so they have two different race days. They have two different rounds in one venue on the same weekend. Uh Angaro won on Saturday, Boots second, and Leonardo Vellante third. Do you know I'm not familiar with Leonardo Vellante, are you? mm I wanna say it looks like he's a S Works driver. Yeah, man, I'm not familiar with him at all. I think he's it's gonna be interesting because if he's beaten Ronald Falk and guys like that he's gonna be somebody to really look at at the worlds absolutely yeah i'm not No, i'm gonna to have to that's a new driver to start watching for sure yeah he's an s works driver so that'll be cool man um what else do i got i got a couple more notes i ain't get much for notes man oh so roar no, I'll do TLR first. So since we're on TLR, decides to come out with the new A scale buggy. Its pictures haven't dropped yet. I think they're dropping tomorrow or the next day. So the way I look at it is, think of, think about it like this: an RC company. Think about how they have like sections. They have their A scale section in the building. They have their four-wheel drive. They have all these sections. Their two-wheel drive section is on fire, and it's burning to the ground, and they're ignoring it. While they're pumping out new cars in other areas, they're ignoring it where they need it the most. All the TLR... I don't want to get too specific. So all the TLR drivers that are one level down from Pro... We've calculated the amount of TLR parts on their car, and that equals anywhere from three to twenty-five percent. Seriously, they either have X-rayed this, or Team Associated that, or Custom made this, or Vision Racing that. Most of them only have a, at best, a TLR transmission in their vehicle. Right, dude. I can't say it's... Horizon can't be that blind. They really can't be. Horizon's own TLR since 2000. Since 2000, it has not been a lousy family business. And they, they have to see the writing on the wall with their two-wheel drive. Are they going to give up? Are they going to be like techno and only have A-scale and a four-wheel drive?
2: From the way that they're going, it sounds like it.
1: They might be forced that way. They could try to sell this two-wheel drive that's too old, doesn't keep up with the... I mean, out of the box, it doesn't keep up. You have to heavily modify it. And they're just sitting there ignoring this whole situation, man. I want to know who was the head of TLR Racing. I really do. Because, yeah, you know, it's like... I'm they have a team manager in Thomas Tran he doesn't know he's he has nothing to do with well I can't say nothing but he's not part of development he's not part of design who is in charge of this and how are they ignoring it cuz from the best I heard from the best I've heard a new two-wheel isn't coming down the pipe until summer to fall of 2023. Oh, boy. Yeah. So, and, and then they come with out uh, with a four-wheel drive buggy that's hopped up the way everybody already has it. I mean, it'll be nice for the TLR guys when they need to buy a freshie and they don't have to buy all this other stuff. Right. But, dude, they're totally ignoring one sector i get it okay it's not arma i get it it's not paying the bills like arma is for horizon but dude either come out with the new two-wheel drive buggy or let racers know you're shutting down the program like team associated let their drivers know that they shut down the on-road program Associated was nice enough to let their drivers know, hey, we're done with this for now.
2: Moving on to greater and better things.
1: Yeah, well Associated saw the writing on the wall with like so they kind of quit twelve scale. They came out with the car in twenty eighteen. It was eh, okay. But then there was um there's touring car. TC 7.2 they were on or something like that and Kendall Welch and Eric Swanson it was the same deal as a TLR Tool drive they were barely a team associated car might have been a couple percent you know what I mean Mm -hmm. it's just that thing that associated couldn't really keep up on the on road side anymore even though they were a gigantic pioneer Team Associated, they started out RC with um, 1A scale on-road back in the 70s. Well, they started out with slot cars. Then they started out with 1A scale on-road, then 1/12 scale on-road. They didn't hit. They were probably a, they were a 16-year-old company before they came out with the RC-10. Really? Yeah, 16 years old. So, and they, they let that part, that division of their company go because they're like, well, you know, we're about profit team associated not owned by the same people anymore. In 2004, they were bought out by Thunder Tiger. And the last I checked, they're still owned by some subsidiary of Thunder Tiger. They're not owned by the same people anymore. But, um, yeah, anyway, so enough with that, you know, cool new a scale but bullshit to the to the faithful drivers for them. you know what i mean Mm -hmm. um so roar has i finally figured it out i finally figured out how all these stock guys were going fast and they weren't cheating with motors and all that they were working with the glitch in the software and i figured it out After the last race, and you you know how like with stock buggy, you it's like God are they turning X? It's like their seventeen fives sound like thirteen fives. Right. Well, you can dick with the software to where you can make it throw. It's a hiccup in a lot of software, to where you start screwing with the softening values, and. It all of a sudden, just starts throwing timing at the motor. It's like, oh, that's what they were doing for all these years.
2: Well, this... Was that not being detected?
1: Yeah, no, the, dude, it was still in blinky. That's all I could figure out was, I've been to a ton of races where I've watched the motors go through tech. I'm like, they're not cheating with the motors, and it's pretty damn hard to cheat with the battery. Yeah, you can get it really hot, and you can do things with the battery. But that's not... It was way more significant than that. So I'm pulling it up here. So what it's about... It came up through R1, and them trying to... um, They submitted new software to where it was built in and they're like, oh, all the ESCs are doing this. So it says during approval testing for a new model electronic speed control earlier this year, it was discovered that the smoothing or softening function remained active even when the ESC displayed the LED blink code indicating zero timing. Since this function provides a form of variable timing, the ESCs do not meet the requirement. Well, it wasn't just that R1. It was everybody and everything, and that's what they were doing for years. All the fast guys figured that out. Mm -hmm. Or one fast guy figured it out, and everybody copied him. Right. So it's going to be very interesting to see if this, uh, levels out the playing field at all because they're having the first carpet roar nationals this weekend out in Oregon Mm -hmm. and they made it illegal from this race on, but now what does this do like is Brian Bowman going to have to go through everybody's ESCs at Thunder? Will Chris Martin at the 510? You know what I mean? hmm Because until this, well, it's more of a batch of software, but until the software and these ESCs that have the software are weeded out, there's always this potential. But, dude, I tried figuring this out for years. And then I saw, and I heard about it. it. I bet it was a day after Thunder's last indoor race. It's like, oh, that's right. Okay. So, what they were all doing was technically legal, because it was in blinky mode, but they manip- they manipulated a glitch in the software, basically. Right. So, yeah, that'll be... um. Holy crap! Okay, there we go. It, it'll be interesting to see see which way the ESC companies go with their software, and to see, I don't know, maybe because I know like um, for for a while Tekin was the only game in town. Um this was before you got into racing, but everybody, this was before Tekken had like a Bluetooth deal or anything like that. And everybody had a laptop in their pits. Do mm-hmm. you know, to hook up hot wire and all that, right? Well, they did come out with, um, they, they made software that roar would not approve. So I wonder if, They're going to have a list of approved software, non-approved software, and they're just going to plug in. They're going to have to have a box for every ESC out there just to check to see what you're on. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway, so... And then there are the Sanwa ESCs. You got to watch out for those guys. Oh, yeah. Just because Sanwa, the ESCs, you can adjust them from your m17 yeah Yeah, fully and it's like oh it was good and then all of a sudden you see a guy screwing with his radio just a little bit before a race or he switches model who he's doing something um before we get into um our tech inspection our questions uh We got a little bit bummer news, and condolences go out to Matt Chambers' family. Uh, Matt Chambers passed away earlier this week. uh, It might have been Saturday. Just an ongoing liver disease deal. It's just such a bummer, man. He's so young. He was the nicest dude at the track ever. He was one of those rare... Fast guys that was genuinely nice
2: mm-hmm.
1: so i I know he'll be missed in every community he participated in, so anyway, let's get on to some questions here um, let's start at the beginning, man, we got a lot not oh uh, oh hash hash. Speaking of ESCs, he goes, talk about rebadging of electronics, please. And what are your thoughts? Do we really need 29 companies making servos when they are all made by three companies? He's got a little bit of a point there. I couldn't
2: tell you much about rebadging. I'm not that smart yet.
1: (laughs) Well, think about this way. If it looks like a Hobbywing ESC, it's a Hobbywing ESC with, like, a different badging and all that. Like, did you ever see the blue ESC that they sold on Wish for, like, $12? I didn't. Well, that's a a Hobbywing 2.1 ESC, which we used for years and years and years. And then Hobbywing stopped using it. And then some company, I guess it works with Hobbywing's software. But anyway, yeah, I I get it. And I get what he's saying. Like, there's companies like Tekin to where their ESCs and their servos are totally original to Tekin. But then you have the companies like, I don't want to say names because I don't want to get flooded with, PMS, but we all know who they are, who's rebadging servos. And it's like, I get it because the thing is, and a lot of people don't know this. Well, at least on the ESC side, um, Greg Gerton, the guy I originally did this podcast with, we were looking at doing, uh, or he was looking at doing software for an ESC because you could buy blank at the time the esc was a hobby wing Mm 3.1 it was after the 2.1 obviously but you could buy a blank hobby wing 3.1 from china for 28 bucks and that was a 200 esc back then Mm -hmm. so it's really easy to buy a bulk whatever Put your label on it. Put a generic software in it, at least for ESCs, and call it your own. It, it is. It's really the hardest part is the software by far. All of those boxes that look basically the same or slightly different, they're all the same program boxes. You know, it's right. its not. He's right. Um, there should be some Like, okay, when Trinity Trinity makes a motor, they go to the same company as everybody else in China goes to, but they pay a little bit extra, so they have those inclusive rights. You're not going to see a hobby wing X factor. You're not going to see an R1 X factor, et cetera, et cetera. You, You know what I mean? So... Maybe these companies like your leaders or your guys who have a few guys who have original servos and ESCs, not necessarily even a leader, but an original company, maybe they got to pay that little bit extra for exclusive rights. Right. So, um, yeah, no, H- Hesh is right. And it, it, it's weird and it's confusing. Because you could be looking at one thing and it's like, this looks exactly the same, but it's $20 cheaper. Do I go the cheaper route? Well, likely it's the same and you're paying for software. Um, Michael Cook is wondering, hey, can you talk a little bit about the process for 10 scale tire prep for high grip clay? Also, why is it so much more popular to buy a tire like J-Con Ellipse and sand it down rather than buying a slick, a.k.a. Uh, has something they say works specifically for clay, but I never see anyone at the track use it. I bet he's talking about scribbles. He's um,
2: probably talking about the, like, straight-up slicks that A.K.a. sells.
1: Well, first let's hit the slick thing, and J-Con is... With their smoothie, too, that they finally released to the... I think they're finally released to the public. They got the carcass right. And that's the biggest thing, is getting the carcass right. And that's why the ellipses are so much better sanded down than, let's say, uh, the original smoothie or that one with the really light grooves in it. I forget what it is. Octagons? Yeah it's all because of the carcass and that's why they're better. But with the smoothie too, they got the carcass right. Um, That's why it's, but that's in the past, the reason why it was better to sand it down. Um, For, I would say, I kind of wonder what he means by high bite clay. Um, because that could mean a lot of different things. And if it's a high bike clay but bumpy, maybe slicks won't work so much. You know, Ben piped up about something, but, you know, Ben doesn't really drive buggies. He's like, I don't prep tires. I'm like, I do. Well, I, I never prepped mini truggy tires because it didn't make that much of a difference. If at all.
2: Right.
1: Two-wheel drive buggy, it made All the difference in the world.
2: Oh, yeah, big time.
1: Yeah. I like to punch and V-cut the uh, rear foam, and I like to punch every other flute in the front foam, and I like to hit them on the foam breaker. What about you? Same thing. Same thing. um, Depending on the track. Some tracks, I would hit them on the sander, maybe take a third of that. Of the tread off. Maybe I wouldn't take anything. Maybe I would just touch it to get. Just just a little. I wouldn't take anything off. But it would be just enough. To get it roughed up. Like maybe take the scotch bright. To it. Something like that. Um, Yeah. I don't know. Do you have any other. Ty- uh, depending on the track also. Sauce and bag them. Or smoke sauce in them. Do you do any of that? I do. Every
2: brand new tire I get, I uh, burn them in. You what? I said every new tire I get, I burn them in. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Though, I mean, that's the way I like to do it when I do clay, because um, I want the grip to be there right away. When I, when I started clay racing to where we have the modern clay tires and the saucing methods that we have now,
2: Mm -hmm.
1: I used to literally the best, the absolute best is doing this, but it's hell on the first set of tires. So on the first set of tires, I would run a set of tires until they were gone without doing anything to them. And then I would take that used foam and put them in a new set. And they were awesome. But that first set was terrible the entire time. That was with doing no prep. Um, Dale Reek was wondering, this past weekend at round two of the MNRCs, we had two runaway nitro cars and one electric truggy. It hit my pit table. <laughs> oh, no. No, it's fine. Nothing happened. Um, he goes, I have learned the hard way how to deal with them, but many within our community do not know how to shut them down when they are wide open in a runway scenario. Could you go through the top three best ways to shut down a wide open nitro car? Somebody on there posted, uh, Seth did a great way. Was he just mashed it to the ground and put his finger over the pipe? And I think that's about the best way. What do you think?
2: That is definitely the best way.
1: If you have a engine stopper and if you can grab the car, grab the car and put the engine stopper in there, obviously. Or you just let the son of a bitch blow up.
2: I well, mean, if you can if you can shut it off. I mean you can even use your you can even use your shirt. Yeah. Grab your thumb and your shirt and put your shirt over the pipe. I,
1: I would use your toe. I won't even use a shirt because that can be. Or too even thin. if you're
2: wearing gloves, you yeah, use gloves. Yeah,
1: right, right. But if you're not coming, I mean, yeah, uh, finger over the pipe works. though. So.
2: either that or a shoe on the flywheel. Yep.
1: Yeah. yeah, I don't. know. I would never chase after a car because you're not going to catch it.
2: No, not a chance. No. Uh,
1: um. Tony Swenson goes, can we not have 13 car qualifiers anymore? Three heats of eight or nine is better than two heats of 13. Well, it sucks to get in a lower qualifier with that. That's for sure. Um, And loose nuts was a little bit smaller track. But, dude, it's what we got to do to keep time. It sucks sometimes, and sometimes you do get the short end of the stick. I flamed out in round one of Nitro Buggy, and I was stuck in the sea heats, which caused me several, several, several seconds, if not a lap per run. Mm -hmm. Because it's like every time I got around, drivers were doing the best that they could. They really were. And they didn't do it on purpose, but I would get taken out. It's like... Really? it's like, yeah. But, yeah, man, it's just one of those things is to keep time. It's like, so you want to add a heat to, let's say, 40-plus. Well, that's 30 minutes. I think Truggy was big, too. Was it? Truggy was big. Three heats. But weren't they giant? What else had giant heats? E-Buggy. E-Buggy. Let's say you split it up, add one more heat of V-buggy, there's another 30 minutes onto the day. Let's say you do it with Truggy, there's another 30 minutes onto the day. Now, instead of getting done at 6 o'clock like we did on Saturday, we're getting done at 7.30. I mean...
2: We were done even earlier than 6 o'clock. I think we were done at like 5,
1: 5.30. Something. But it's one of those things. It's Sean knows what he's doing, and we're going to have 12-car heats for the main anyway. So, uh, maybe 13, because if we're looking at like um, a 9-9 and 4 situation, we're just going to have one main with 13. Uh, Mike Glider goes, getting ready for another big race for the year. It's a three-day event, Uh, tips of what to bring for parts and whatever, et cetera, et cetera. I say for parts, bring what you got. Um, Bring what you got. Bring an extra ring and pinion if you don't have one for sure. Because a lot of people...
2: Especially if run you a
1: Yep. Well, a lot of people don't have an extra ring and pinion. So, like, let's say you break an upper arm. Like, all likelihood, somebody at the track has an upper arm. But if you break a ring and pinion, eh, that's going to be harder to come by. Um, bring all your tires. I don't care how many you have. Bring them all because you're always going to regret not bringing that one set that you left sitting in the basement. What else would you suggest?
2: Uh as far as extras, like you said, whatever you have. Don't forget your radio and don't forget fuel if you're running nitro.
1: Yeah, that yeah. I've
2: added somebody's do... somebody is guaranteed to have an extra starter box, but you can't count on somebody to have an extra gallon of fuel or an extra uh whatever you want to call it fuel.
1: Yeah. Sure. Yep. Yeah, uh, Mike Leiter goes also not a question. Just have to say thank you for the setup advice on the new RC eight B four. The car is dialed. Went little he went a little light on oils, but the car drive's great compared to the techno right out of the box. pillow ball cars are dialed. I've never been more happy with it and can't wait to give some people hell this weekend. Well that's great. Um yeah, that was a setup from Kyle Holmberg actually that I gave him in Dude, it does work out really well.
2: I'd imagine so. Kyle's cars are always good.
1: Yeah, I had to go up this weekend since it was so hot. I had to go up on shock oils and rear diff oil. Mm -hmm. Because they were both kind of failing when it got into that 85, 90, 95 degree range.
2: Uh, Normally when it gets above 80, you got to start stiffening up in your fluids.
1: Yep. Uh, also he goes, if temps rise above the tires you have, like, uh, need a soft when all you have is super soft. Is there any, is there anything you can do to get by?
2: Run what you got.
1: Drive lighter. The harder you drive, the greasier those tires are going to get. Uh, I dealt with that again on Sunday. I ran, um, aqua reflexes in the main and actually aqua stackers were the tire to have but i want ran aqua reflexes and it's like every time i started to push within a lap that ass end of the car was so happy mm-hmm. so it's like you gotta let off and cool the tires down man it's yeah uh jason Klinkner just said uh the up-and-coming USRC race is going to be a good time, and also they have a club race uh, coming up this Saturday if you want to work on setups for the USRC race. That's uh, that's going to be a good time. Unfortunately, I don't think I'm going to be able to make it um, with both work and money. It's going to be a little tight. Right. Uh, I took a lot of vacation in April, and I timed it out, and to be able to do the NCTS race coming up in October, I got to basically do the MNRC, and that's it. Or otherwise, I won't be able to do the NCTS race. At Thunder? Yeah. 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 You know... I've been talking to Brian about um, what he's gonna do for like Surface, and I can't say what he's what he's thinking about doing. What he's thinking about doing, all I can say is I hope he does what he's thinking about doing. <laughs> a little bit of a teaser.
2: In a, in like a good way or a bad way. In a
1: good way, I hope he does what he's talking about doing.
2: Was he going to put different
1: carpet down? I can't say what he's thinking about doing. Come on. No. No. No, 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 no,
2: no, no. Everybody wants to know.
1: Yeah. Well, I'll be... When, believe me, when Brian says I can say something, I'll say something. Okay. Um, It's like he's looking at some crazy... Doing some crazy crap, but I don't... The first thing he was looking at is like fifty six thousand dollars, and he's showing. It's like don't do that, don't ever do that.
2: Fifty six um, grand is a lot of money.
1: Yeah, but then it's like you know, PDX. They have Lowe's office carpet, and they've never had a tear, and everybody loves PDX.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, that's. I think that's where they're having the nationals this weekend. Uh. But, yeah, but he's thinking of something else, and all I'm going to say is I hope he does it. Uh, Justin Dockin says, I don't have any questions, but would like to give a big shout-out to Tony Slenton and family for an awesome weekend. I know how hard it is to put on an MNRC uh, event. Much appreciation is deserved. Uh, Yeah, it was a great weekend. Dave Gundry Says greaser oil for CV rebuilds. Um, Corey, grease. yeah, grease. Uh, the Hens family bought a white lithium grease and they package it and sell it. It's a tick just a tick thicker than the Protec grease and it works mm-hmm. better. Um, I personally have been using it for years and years and years and years because. Danny used to package it and sell it. And Danny's like, here you guys go and you guys package and sell it. So yeah, that for sure. What about like a 10 scale two wheel buggy? Would you use, uh, the red one up oil on like a carpet two wheel drive buggy
2: or CVAs? Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. But for anything that touches dirt, a grease. But not heavy either.
2: Mm -mm. Um, The more you put on, the more it's going to attract.
1: Yeah. And, you know, with like my A-scale buggy, before a main, you got to go through them because they start to get bound up a little bit with all the, I put on a thin layer and it still attracts enough to start binding it. Uh, Tony Slutton goes, I would like to thank everybody for coming out to the second round of the MNRC and burying the heat. Uh, I'll say this much. The heat is so much better than rain.
2: It is. I'll agree with you. Yeah.
1: And, well, you saw where I pit. I pit there every year just because where I pit, it's a great protection if it rains, and it's a great protection from the heat is uh, extra tree coverage.
2: Right.
1: Uh we got one from Kyle. Uh question for the podcast. This past weekend Joe with Empire obviously sponsored the event. What will it take to get someone to step up and maybe try to get a serious sponsor? Seem like um Seem sorry, I'm I'm oh, all right. Seem like in the past, kind of when I was just getting into it, sponsors of the series were bigger thing than they are now. Well, this is from Kyle. So back in 'o seven, what was that Coca-Cola energy drink? Full throttle? It was something like that.
2: Something like that. Yeah, I don't remember.
1: Um, the series was sponsored by them for a very brief period and I social media was still in its infancy and nobody really knew like the racers didn't really know how to market it. So it's like, you know, they full throttle sponsored the series, but they're like, well, we ain't getting anything out of this. So we're not going to do that again. Um, now, as for our C companies, well, I remember Jeff Ford and Corey Hines, and this was before I was a committee member, but all the committee members emailing all these companies looking for door prizes. Jcon would always give us, you know, useful stuff. They would give us set of rims, set of tires, all that. Bones Brew would give us a crap ton of fuel to give away like a ton of quarts like we'd give away like 10 quarts around something like that really oh yeah but then it came to like the bigger companies we would get into and I won't name them but it would be like a super tiny tube of grease and a turnbuckle wrench that worked for nothing it's like huh, it's really not in our best interest or their best interest to keep going because it's like people would, you know, we'd have them pick out. We wanna, we'd draw and we'd give them a prize or we'd let them pick the prize. And at mm-hmm. the at the end, that's all that was left. They're like, is this it? And they'd just leave it on the table. So... You know, it's one of those things. It's like with other companies, the juice really wasn't worth the squeeze. I would like to try to get um, a non-RC company to sponsor us again. Because I think with the, like we, most of us, you know, I'm 40, I know how to work social media. And I think everybody under 40 knows how to do it. And I think, like, let's say we could get Red Bull or Monster or something like that on board with us. That would really, I think, pump up the exposure for the series and we could do good things for them.
2: Absolutely. Um,
1: yeah, it's just... Or maybe find an up-and-coming com- up brand like... um celsius or something like that
2: i would go after monster first (laughs) yeah
1: oh i would too i my bad habit is drinking white monsters like water
2: Um, i'd I'd like to open my variety to those
1: yeah and then um
2: but
1: i don't know but you might get more love from an up-and-coming company like um This is an old company now, but you know, Robbie Gordon, when he first um, opened up his energy drink brand back in the day, Mm -hmm. they sell it at Menards. I forget what it's called, but he was sponsoring everything back in the day. But the reason he, it, it was a weird. So Robbie Gordon starts this energy drink company and it was really weird because he did it so that the energy drink company that he owns could sponsor his nascars and his short course trucks so i think he started the energy drink company so his racing could all be a Mm write-off i i don't know how that works i mean you might but i i don't It's, it's above my pay grade <laughs> so I think we got one more and then um, we can get out of here um, Jeremiah Lucas is wondering uh, JRX2 Mini think the full size is making a comeback too would be fun to get some RC10s and Ultima's along with those and relive some of the glory days well the problem with Associated is you can find RC10 runners now, but it's kind of funny. So the re-release was so damn rare of the RC10, and I had one and I sold it and I'm kicking myself in the ass for selling it, but the re-release was so rare that a new in box RC10 re-release is selling as much or if not more than an original RC10 new in box um they're fun but uh, have you ever driven a vintage car i haven't yeah uh, so the, the way i had the rc10 spec class in the last year of my super saturday series
2: mm-hmm.
1: that would I, I wish I would have opened it up to other similar vintage cars with that rule set. Beca- but I was stubborn and left it to RC-10s only. Um, Like, I want to say, it, it, it was a Tamiya J motor was the spec motor. And there was this um, cheap Reedy Wolfpack was the spec battery. And that produced some very, very, very close racing. And I think that's the way it would be most fun, is to spec it out and have close racing. Because the close racing is a lot of fun. But those cars, it's... uh, And again, you're just not quite old enough to remember. Like, there's movies when you're... kid i'm sure you there are movies that you loved when you were a kid and you have great thoughts about it and then you go back and watch it and you're like oh this is shitty
2: yes there have been a couple of movies like that yeah like i
1: go back and i try to watch stripes because there there are a lot of funny scenes in the movie stripes but only like eight minutes worth Mm -hmm. it's stuff like that it's like you have these fond memories of things I think I had fond memories of the RC 10 because I was seven years old and it caught me racing. I mean, if I drove a B 6.4 and then you gave me an RC 10 without any context behind it, I would slam dunk the RC 10 into a trash can. Right. So yeah, anyway, um, Yeah, I'm getting excited. There's a lot of racing coming up. Uh, We got the Thunder Road Trophy race this Saturday. And then 4th of July weekend, if I remember correctly, July 2nd, there's going to be a Thunder Road Point race and then a Blooming Prairie 4th of July race on the 3rd. If I remember correctly. So
2: I'll be down in, I'll be down in Southern Minnesota, turn left. Oh, where? Hoosier RC Raceway. When? It's down in Kellogg. Yeah. I think it's on the sec. Yeah, second. I
1: on believe. the sec- second or third. Cool. 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 Well, the third's a Sunday.
2: Yeah. I can't remember which one it was, the second or the third. Last year, I think it was on the third, which was a Sunday.
1: Okay. No, it would something have been like a that, sa- yeah it would have been a Saturday uh, yeah. yeah dude I mean there's great racing all over the state uh, the next MNRC event well it used to be that we're trying something new don't make us regret trying something new so ever you know MNRC events 99% of the time they fall on the third weekend of every month right. well the problem with July is it falls the 15th through the 17th falls on Millville and everybody was vocal enough. We're going to do the next MNRC race, uh, the weekend of the 22nd through the 24th at FTR. Like I said, please don't make us regret it. Um, it's, you know, we're kind of doing it for you guys. So yeah, man. Uh, do you got anything else? I don't. Let me just double check my notes and make sure I haven't forgotten anything. That's all I got. Um. Once again, big thanks to Brad Sadvig for the new intro. You know, I played the full intro this time along. Uh, next time I'm going to shorten it up quite a bit, uh, um, like the first 10, 15 seconds, because the intro I played is two minutes and 45 seconds Mm -hmm. so i'm gonna shorten it up for next time but man it's a great intro um maybe i'll play the full thing Uh, maybe i'll play just a little bit in the beginning and then at the end play the full thing you know what i mean just enter it in there Mm -hmm. now if you guys haven't uh, been checking out brad sadvig's soundcloud channel i suggest doing it check it out at uh sandman on soundcloud he's got like 250 some songs that he's been going and what's fun sandman. what's funny is we're doing this podcasting is i saw my little little setup he's like dude it like lit a fire under it. he's like dude that's all you have to do to do that. and i'm like yeah and then all of a sudden he's got this studio that's like fully decked out with all this cool uh, it's awesome. It really is. So, yeah, guys. Uh, so, we'll probably catch you in a week and a half because we're recording a little late this week. So,
2: my apologies. It, no, no it was big really deal. Hot. It was really hot on Monday and the lake sounded really nice.
1: Oh, I get it. I get it because our air conditioning went out that day. <laughs> what a day for it to go out. Right? No kidding. So,. <laughs> Anyway, uh, I'm Joe Zer, Jr. and with me was Joey Fitzsimmons and we've ran out of talent.